And welcome back, guys. It is your host with the most, Chandra Davis. And I'm welcoming you back to the best sports podcast out here. It's called the IDK Cast. Welcome back. We'll be talking about a whole lot of stuff. Number one, the NFL draft has decided to go all virtual. Number two, all of these new NFL uniforms and what is going on with Todd Gurley and Cam Newton. All up coming next on the IDK Cast. First up, got the like I said um, last episode. Actually, I said that this might possibly be something that they do, especially after seeing the WNBA do it. It could be a real possibility for them, and it turns out that this is going to be what happens. Once again, this really shows that the virus may be around a lot longer than the government may be willing to admit to people at the moment because um, the NFL draft is about late April and WNBA, their draft is around the similar time frame of the NFL draft. So uh, I would just be willing to stay put, guys, because this might last a lot longer than we think it may last. Second on the docket, we got Todd Gurley going to the Falcons. Um... I would say that the goods and the greats are just one injury away from losing their careers. And it's not that I don't really like Todd Gurley because I do. And it's not that I like the way that that is. I don't necessarily like that, but that is the case, particularly within the NFL. Now, I do think that the the Rams are being a little bit presumptive with this, seeing how they've only had one bad year with Gurley. But I also understand that they don't want to end up in the situation similar to the one that Carolina had with Cam Newton, where the goodbye is a lot harder than it should have been because you gave up a lot of time and a lot of money hoping for some some resemblance of a return to the way things used to be. And that's just not the case that they're going to be having. Speaking of Cam Newton, there's a lot of rumors going that he may be going to the L.A. Chargers. Now, this should be something pretty interesting. One of his former teammates was speaking on an interview saying that he has been pushing to get Newton to come to the Chargers. And um, after all this coronavirus stuff clears up, he hopes that he does have a shot with the Chargers. I actually think that this is one of the few places that he will actually have a shot at being a starter there. Um, there are not too many places I can honestly say that I can see Cam Newton being a starter, but being with the Chargers will definitely be one of those spots that he will have a real shot at being the starter there and possibly more so getting his way. Um, again, everyone in the Newton camp, including Cam Newton, is saying that he's extremely healthy. He's going to pass an exam if it happens. But personally, I'm going to be putting my trust in the test whenever he is able to get that. Um We all know that right now he can't get the test because of the coronavirus. Nobody wants to risk him potentially getting the virus and then potentially spreading it to somebody within the camp, Um, especially because a lot of these NFL owners are a lot um, older. They're more high risk. So that's just a risk that they're not willing to take. And I completely understand. Um, In the event that he is going to be starting there, I think that he's going to be facing some similar conditions to that of the Panthers in terms of talent and coaching. So I think it's likely, again, to be a very good fit for Cam Newton um, over there. He might also have a shot as a starter at Denver, seeing how they just released Joe Flacco. But like I said, guys, there's not too many places that he's going to be able to be a starter simply because of the talent that is coming across the league these days. 
And now we have the NFL draft coming. We have so many good offensive men that are coming as well as some good defensive linemen. So it should be interesting to see after all this stuff happens where Cam Newton ends up going. Is he going to just do a Colin Kaepernick and just end up doing his own thing? We'll be keeping tabs on that to see exactly where he's going to end up, if he's going to end up anywhere. Of course, he has been expressing on his social media that he does want to end up at some team. And like I've been saying, he's just a little bit too much of a drama queen to not end up being someplace that he is going to be able to be a starter at. So any other team that he can necessarily soak up some information or just be someplace and be a really good um backup and end up in an RG3 kind of situation he's that's gonna be a no-go for him in my personal opinion all right guys so next up we got this NFL all-decades team that just got released this week and um first I'm just gonna list all the people who are on the offensive team just before I really get dig deep into that guys because I'm not gonna lie to you I like a lot of people when I saw that list um there's a lot of cap going on I mean, I'm, there's no other way to say it, man. There's a lot of cap going on. A lot of people that necessarily didn't deserve to get a spot on the list, but they got a spot on the list. Number one, we're going to start off real quick talking about the quarterbacks. They only picked two quarterbacks, which is a little surprising, a little interesting, but I guess because this has really been a transitional year for a lot of quarterbacks. You know, a lot of people are stepping down, a lot of people just coming up. Um, so I'm assuming that the qualifier here for all decades is that they had to have playing from 2010 to 2020. So for the quarterbacks, they have, of course, the illustrious Tom Brady and they have Aaron Rodgers. For uh, wide receivers, they have Antonio Brown, which is a little bit interesting because if that's um, the case that I was talking about earlier, you had to have played from 2010 to 2020. Um, Antonio Brown would actually not count. But we're going to keep it moving. Um, Larry Fitzgerald was on there. Calvin Johnson also made the list. And Julio Jones rounds off for the wide receivers. For tight ends, we got, of course, Gronkowski. And then they had Travis Cleese. On tackles, they had Jason Peters, Tyron Smith, Joe Stately, and Joe Thomas. For guards, they got Giari Evans, Logan Mackins, Zach Martin, Marshall Yeda. And then for centers, they got Alex Mack and Marquise Pouncey. Now for the running backs, they've got Frank Gore, Marshawn Lynch, LaShawn McCoy, and Adrian Peterson. For the flex rule, they only have Darren Sproles. Now let me dig deep into this, guys, real quick. We're just going to go right back up to that quarterback list. Now this is very interesting. Of course, you can't um, really argue with this whole idea of Tom Brady being on the list because honestly the guy is the greatest of all time. The greatest quarterback ever, honestly. Um, I don't think there's ever going to be another quarterback like this guy. This guy's like one in a million. Um, he's definitely going to be extremely hard to replace when he goes, um, especially for Tampa Bay because they don't necessarily have a reputation for always garnering all-star talent. Um, let's put it like that, especially within the last couple of years. Now, like, again, I can't argue with the GOAT. The man's the GOAT. He really is the greatest of all time. Um, but Aaron Rodgers, um, that's just cap, guys. Come on. Let, let's let's be really honest about it, and let's, let's call it for what it is. It's cap. Personally, I would have switched out Aaron Rodgers with Drew Brees, even Michael Vick. 
Now, again, for the wide receivers, I can't argue with Antonio Brown. Statistically, the man is one of the greatest to ever do it. And again, I can't argue with Larry Fitzgerald. Personally, that's one of the few receivers that I always enjoy seeing. He's one of those people that I will, I'm not necessarily a Cardinals fan, but I'll watch a Cardinals game just to see Larry Fitzgerald. It's like the guy is ageless out there. He always comes back. Even if he's out necessarily for a little while due to an injury, he is just one of the most exciting receivers to watch. No matter what year you're watching of Larry Fitzgerald, like I said, the guy is ageless out there and he is definitely a destined Hall of Famer out there. Now, Calvin Johnson, I ain't gonna lie to you guys. That's a whole lot of cap going on right there. I could have switched out Johnson with multiple receivers within the last 10 years that are a lot more deserving of being on this all-decades team list. Don't get me wrong, Calvin Johnson is a great receiver. You feel me? And he was even better for the Detroit Lions. He was one of the few things that they had going on. Along with Matthew Stanford, he just ain't all-decades team material. Now, Julio Jones... I'm going to let Julio slide on this one. Now, for the tight end thing, man, I agree with a lot of people. I saw a lot of people on Twitter really mad about the fact that Travis Cleese ended up on this list. And I'm extremely mad, too, man. You can switch it out with so many greats. You got Greg Olson, Jimmy Grant, Antonio Gates, so many other tight ends that have really impacted the game within the last 10 years. Uh I just that that's just a whole that's a little bit too much cap for me. Um, I don't like all that cap in my coffee, man. Now on running backs, I saw it was a little controversial the whole Frank Gore thing. Now personally, I'm a big Frank Gore fan, so I say no law is a detector here. But Marshawn Lynch, I can't really decide whether or not you know this is cap or it's not cap because part of me really loves Marshawn Lynch. He's extremely exciting to watch. Um, he's a very I would say a very definitive running back. He is, even when he was in college, man, he was great. He's still great. He was great for the Raiders, and he's even great for the Seahawks. He never really lost that luster for me. It's extremely interesting to see him, and every time he has the ball, man, you're really wondering, is he going to go down for a touchdown? However, I could see a lot of other running backs having Marshawn Lynch's place on this list. So I'm not so quite sure if this is cap or not cap. Why don't you guys tell me in the comments of this podcast below whether or not you think this is cap or not cap. Marshawn Lynch on the running back for the NFL's offensive all-decades team. Now, LaShawn McCoy was definitely cap. I'm not even going to go into that, you know what I mean? You can argue with your mama because you're not going to argue with me. LaShawn McCoy was definitely capped being on this list. Could have been a lot of other people. Adrian Peterson. Now, we all know Adrian Peterson hit his prime around like, what, like 2011, 2013? And he's declined. He's really, like, he's still a formidable guy, but he's not to the form that he was, you know, many years past. So assuming that we are talking about prime Adrian Peterson, it's not cap. If we are talking about the Adrian Peterson that we've had lately, this is definitely cap. Uh, Flex, Darren Sproles, the man's the goat. You can't argue with that. Now, moving on to the defensive picks. Guys, to be honest, I, I really can't argue with a lot of those when I saw. Um, a lot of them were really solid picks for the defensive side of things. Either that or I really, I don't know, I just don't want to. Um, other than, 
Other than that, I will say that for the cornerback section, there was oh, there was a whole lot of capping going on, guys. There was a whole lot of capping going on. Um, not surprising because it is, you know, the NFL social media account, but there was a whole lot of capping going on, um, especially when they say Richard Sherman uh, should be on on the LDK's team. And don't get me wrong, I love Richard Sherman, but he, he ain't been all that great these last 10 years, guys. Also, some of the linebackers on that list necessarily shouldn't have been there. I found that to be a little bit of cap. Um, the special teams list, nobody even cares who made the special teams list. The only person I was really looking to be on the special teams list was Justin Tucker. And, of course, he made it. If he didn't make it, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I probably would have threw my computer across the room because that's that's ridiculous. Man, the, the dude has changed the way we look at kickers completely like he is a rare one-of-a-kind talent he's one of the few people like that's a daggone kicker that just might make the hall of fame bro all right next up we've got this whole thing going on with the nba officially canceling or not officially canceling it's sitting on the margins now they have just said a little bit of breaking news that they are giving full checks and we're actually going to get into that real quick but they are not giving an official whether or not is the the NBA season is being canceled. They did just come together with that horse game competition, and I really feel like the, it's unofficially canceled. Like at the end of the day, the NBA season has been unofficially canceled um, just because of so many moves I've seen Adam Silver do. Um, just especially that one where he was on that conference call with all those other commissioners, like the NFL commissioner, the WNBA commissioner, uh, NHL, I think one other sport or one or two other sports. He was on a conference call with Donald Trump. And I'm assuming Dr. Fauci and other medical experts, um, of course, you know, the details of what was talked about wasn't necessarily released to the public but we can all assume that they were talking about when they think this coronavirus stuff is going to end because these people are trying to make money at the end of the day, right? It ain't necessarily about the sport. It's about the fact that these guys are losing millions and millions of dollars with their sports having to be canceled because of natural occurrences with the coronavirus. So, like I said, I really feel like after that, um, that call came out, it, the NBA has been unofficially canceled. And even the wording that he gave when he suspended the season um, and that letter that he put out on social media, I was just like, basically, the, the NBA is unofficially canceled. Like, he wasn't really trying to say that the NBA season was canceled, but it was canceled. So, um that's my thought on it and for me uh, the hammer really came down was when this whole horse competition stuff came around um as in regards to the horse competition it's going to be four or five current nba players i know definitely it's going to be trey young and i can't think of who else is going to be in the competition but um he, definitely trey young it's basically going to be like the three-point challenge all over again but a little bit more informal uh so we're going to see how that goes also going to have two WNBA stars on there and they're going to have two um previous nba players i know one of them is paul pierce can't remember the other guy off the top of my head but that's what the competition is going to be looking for 
we're going to be uh, paying attention to that, see, you know, when it's going to air, all that stuff like that. At first, I heard that it's not going to be main channel ESPN, probably ESPN2 or ESPN3. Um, but now that they've got some real traction here and they've got some more stars with Paul Pierce and all that, and as well Trey Young, they may put it on um main channel ESPN just to garner some viewers get some cash in for the NBA you know how it is so that's what's going on with that okay guys last up um like I was talking about last episode they were thinking about putting a cut on some of these NBA players paychecks and there was a lot of hoorah-rah going around and a lot of people, uh, the commoners, like me and you, um, especially I even said that, I believe, um, didn't quite understand why there was a lot of, you know, um, going on, a lot of hoorah-rah going on. So, CJ McCollum comes on his podcast, guys. And um, if you guys don't listen to him, I-, I would say definitely listen to him. You know, just tune in every episode or so. But CJ comes on his podcast and he says that, I think maybe about a third of all the NBA players active right now are living paycheck to paycheck. I said, you lying. So then I'm renowned in the comments because I'm just paying attention to him and he's saying that, you know, a lot of these guys living paycheck to paycheck because they have these really big mortgages on these multiple houses. They have multiple um, cars that they're still paying on. So they're basically living paycheck to paycheck. And man, I'm seeing somebody said, hey, somebody uh, who just left the NBA just said that as well. Now, I can't remember the name. Don't quote me, but I really believe it was Richard Jefferson. He said, and maybe even more than a third of the NBA that's living paycheck to paycheck. He estimates about a little bit more than half of the NBA is living paycheck to paycheck. Now, of course, I don't run on rumors, guys. But then I see something come out saying that a little less than half of the NBA players do not have a hoop at their house. A $200 hoop. And I said, man, there's got to be something to this, man. So that's the number one reason that these guys are really rallying to get their paychecks and not get them cut, which makes what uh, Kyrie Irving and KD did even more nefarious in my eyes. Because you guys know that a lot of these guys are living paycheck to paycheck, but you're only looking out for yourself. That to me is crazy selfish. It really speaks to the character of those people um, now. They might be fantastic people in real life. I don't know, but I know selfishness when I see it. And that is a real selfish move, guys. You guys let me know in the comment section of this podcast. What do you think? You think they were real uh, conniving about this? Should they have spread the wealth? Especially with Kyrie Irving being the the, uh, chairman person of the MBPA, the Players Association, or you think, hey man, they just looking out for their own man, ain't nothing wrong with it. Y'all let me know in the comment sections for this podcast. Today I got a real treat for you guys on our cover story for today. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to talk about some of these Hall of Famers. I'm going to just throw out a quick congratulations to Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, and of course, posthumously, Kobe Bryant, they have all made the 2020 class of the Basketball Hall of Fame. 
But we're gonna be coming right back in a second, guys. Stay tuned. Okay, guys, very quickly. Um, if you guys have been paying attention to our Twitter, don't forget to follow us on our Twitter, by the way, at the IDK underscore cast, all lowercase, at IDK underscore cast. Um, if you follow us on our Twitter, you will know that we have officially become part of Stitcher and we have become part of TuneIn Radio. So you can follow us um, on those platforms. If that's your preferred mode of doing things. So on TuneIn Radio, you can listen to us within your Amazon Alexa or your Google, um, I think it's called Google Home or, you know, your Apple device, whatever uh, Bluetooth speaker that you have is connected to the Internet. You can follow us on there. Also, on Stitcher, if you guys have never heard of Stitcher, it's one of the podcast platforms that is very popular nowadays for good reason. They have a lot of exclusive podcasts, a lot of podcasts that only do stuff on Stitcher. I I have found some pretty good ones on there, so it's something that I've been trying to do for quite some time now. I think about, we've been working to do that for about a month or so. So we've officially become part of Stitcher. Guys, if you want to listen to us on Stitcher, you should know that Stitcher is free. However, they do come with ads, much like Spotify. However, if you guys take this code, and the code is all caps IDK, is our special promo code. You can listen to one month of Stitcher for free, ad free. So that means you get all of us, plus you get any other uh, podcast that you guys like, whether or not you like other people's takes on sports, entertainment, movies, comedy, all types of uh, podcasts out there. If you guys want to enjoy that for at Stitcher for one month, three, one month free, you guys get to enjoy it with my special code at IDK. So remember, use our promo code, all caps IDK, and you get to listen to Stitcher for free for one month. If you guys really like it, of course, stay around. It's $4.99 a month, so it's a lot less than any other subscriptions. Most of them are like $9.99 a month, so it's $4.99 a month, um, $5, and you're helping this podcast stay on. If you help contribute with us using our code for the first month free IDK, hopefully you guys are listening to me on Stitcher and enjoying it along with every other podcast that you guys enjoy. Welcome back to this is going I told you guys I was going to give you a little bit of a treat and here it is the truth is I made a list of the least deserving Hall of Fame status this is going to be both the NFL and the NBA help this recording is just for me this time so we're going to the NFL's least deserving Hall of Fame status player so first of all I would like to give again a big congratulations to Tim Duncan Kevin Garnett Tamika Ketching Barbara Stevens Eddie Sutton, Rudy Tomjoyevich, Kim McCulkley, and Patrick Bauman on getting their statue in the basket. I also want to extend my sorrow and my congratulations to Vanessa Bryant, whose husband, Kobe Bryant, posthumously received his statue hall of fame. Now, let's begin the roasting. I'm going to give again two episodes of this so it's going to be a two-part series guys and this episode is just going to be dealing is specifically with the nfl now i'm not going to be doing any speculative so no active players no oh my goodness lebron james does not deserve to be hall of fame that is not this kind 
set. So I'm gonna start off a little bit unusual. Most people do five to one. I'm gonna do one to five. So this guy, uh, it was a unanimous vote with between me, myself, and um, number one, of course, Dennis Rowe. I'm not quite sure who did and how how much and who brought the cocaine and or meth that was involved in making the course. I believe that it was a fairly enough that at least three people who voted in brought meth and probably no um, no feeling in it, at least they're left. Now. Of course, I understand, yeah, 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 the guy has rings, whatever. The thing is, they were bought and paid for by the efforts of Jordan, Scotty, and Steve. Which is not to say that, you know, he didn't do the thing as the worm and getting his ungodly amount of rebounds and the frequently thrown headbutts and the elbow like that, that led to many fights on the court but let's be completely honest jordan had rings before rodman so he was not an essential ingredient in that recipe so much so the guy got traded to the lakers and the lakers turned up to him so having rebounds is not enough to become a formidable basketball much less somebody who is in the hall of fame he is much like i it the youtuber flight reacts if somehow he made it into the nba i was assuming flight reacts will follow a similar path in which if he does end up getting any championship rings it is off of the work and dedication of someone else now number two um this guy is one of the most ultimate cases, the quintessential case of someone who was fantastic in college and then they go professional and they completely suck. And at number two for us, we got Bill Bradley, number four. We got Bill Bradley. Bill Bradley was a fantastic, formidable force Winston. He even got player of the year in 65 and he got a gold medal in C4. The guy would say, I don't know what happened, but obviously something happened that completely traumatized that when he came back from his time in Europe, he came back in much. During his prime, he actually averaged at 16, a solid unit of 4.5 assists. However, in his career average, he was hitting a nice 12 points per game, putting him up par with some of the best bench players of even his era of the NBA. At number three, really breaks my PDX heart. However, Demonte Sabonis' father, Avery Sabonis, is sitting at our however i have pledged to roast all hall of famers of this status equally so mr injury pronus was probably one of the better historic euro leaguers but not so much a true nba player he entered the nba at about 30 years old he had that horrible heel heel accident so the guy came he was a bunch of broken uh, torn tendons and appendices and all that fun in the words of portland gm bob Whitset at the time every could qualify for a handicapped parking spot based on the x-ray alone quote unquote in all honesty he never really did anything in the nba that was so noteworthy to qualify for a game status vote not to say that the guy wasn't a good player and he wasn't a good player for portland it's just he was the same kind of person that they saw in the euro in the end sabonis's entry in the naismith kind of leaves me with the same set of dissatisfaction that i would have if derrick rose somehow became a hall of famer years later after his career has ended or if I watch a fantastic movie about two-thirds in it and someone pulls the plug on my TV right when the ending comes. Since the Savonis family moved from Portland to Indiana, I think I'm going to put in my verbal touche and up more than one by putting in Indiana Pacers Reggie Miller sitting at our 
at this next spot. I'm not quite sure why the dude even became a Hall of Famer. I'm not going to say that he was not a fantastic franchise player for the Indiana Pacers. He absolutely was. However, I often think of Hall of Famers as people with that versatile skill set that defines them through team in the NBA. That's not necessarily something that spells the name Reggie Miller, whose skill set on par in size with my physical thumbnail. Again, Philip Miller was a tremendous franchise player. He had a clutch shot and a fantastic three-point game that a lot of people say is a predecessor for Stephen Curry. And you have some arguments there. However, the dude just did not gain enough notoriety within Call of Fame status for myself. I'm gonna end this list at a fantastic player. Psych. <laughs> I'm gonna end it on a little bit on the controversial side and I'm gonna put up one more person sitting at the bottom of the list, number five, Calvin. His most impressive stat to date is having 14 children by nine different women. And I believe that he does qualify for an entirely different Hall of Fame. And his ballot was just mixed up with the basketball hall in the mail. And mixed it up. I mean, what you guys want us to say? Um, it was it's an, it's an impressive stat. It's just not the kind of Hall of Fame that we're talking about. Uh, this absolute unit had a fantastic year average of 0.4 assists. And it's the second shortest player to ever make the NBA All-Star game. The only NBA All-Star game he ever played. Of course, then he was beaten. He was originally the shortest player, but he was beaten in 2016 by Isaiah Miss. Other than being a really impressive free thrower, Murphy just one of those players who skated his way. And somehow, some honorable mentors include Ralph Sampson, Bill Walton, and Chris Mullen. Of course, you can argue with me, or you can argue on our podcast. You can go underneath this episode and leave us some comments. I read the comments and I love to see what other people are thinking. Of course, at the end of this fantastic podcast, leave us that five star and that brilliant. Tell all your friends all about us and make sure that you now join our email. If you go on our Twitter page, which I know a lot of you do not, but I know you should. If you don't follow us on Twitter, how in the world are you going to find out about our giveaways? I'm going to start doing some giveaways exclusively on Twitter. So now you guys have it because you never know what we're going to be doing. I might just be giving away some Xbox gift card, PS gift card. We might even give away a game or two there. Shoot, we might even throw in some season passes for whenever in the world the NBA decides to come back or the NFL. So make sure that you follow us on there. Make sure that you sign up for our email list. If you go to our Twitter page, we have um, our pin tweet, the tweet that you can and then put your email on there so you for our newsletter. Don't you want to know when you find, don't you want to know when the next episode is coming? I know I do. Speaking of the next episode, I can't wait to see you guys on the next one. It's Shandra for the IDK Cat.